This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier. What's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Icon Podcast. I am your host, Gianna. And today we have the opportunity of talking to Curtis Counts. Welcome to the show. Thank you for hanging out with me today. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it. Of course. So, Curtis, take us take us back. Who are you? Where are you from? How did you grow up to be a real estate agent? Um, that's a long story. Uh, I'm uh, 43 years old now. Uh, I'm in central New Jersey. I covered just about all of the state, uh, give or take. Uh, I've been doing this now in January. It'll be year 10 for me. Uh, that, that's going to roll around. So I'm, I'm capping off a decade. Uh, I had not intended to go into real estate. I was in bars and nightclubs for pretty much my entire professional career. Uh, owned a bar, um, worked in nightclubs, ran restaurants, like you name it. That's what I did uh, for about 15 years. And as I got a little bit older, uh, the body started to reject the lifestyle, uh, starting to break down the feet, the back, the knees, you name it, just a physical toll to start to catch up. And um, I had the bright idea of going into the police academy. So I, uh, I did all my my paperwork. I took my tests and I placed very highly and I was starting to get phone calls. And at around the same time, while I was waiting, you know, just for the, the big step, there's a lot of bureaucracy going from, you know, private into, into a police force, tons of background checks and all that other great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was approached by a friend of mine who was growing at the time, but was a small team. And he had been, he'd been pitching me for a few years at this point. And I think we met each other at a certain point where I guess I had just the right amount of cocktails in me to listen to the entire pitch. We we were on, we were both on dates respectively and his girlfriend sat there being bored to death and my girlfriend sat there being bored to death as we talked about real estate. Yeah. And, uh, I, I heard him out. I gave him, it wasn't an elevator pitch, but it sure wasn't a full presentation either. So about 20 minutes and I said, all right, man, if you leave me alone, I'll look into it. And, um, that was about, the end of it. Uh, from there, uh, it did seem like something that was appealing to me. My concerns about having a pension and having benefits uh, going into you know public service uh, kind of were outweighed by the realization that, yeah, I could buy my own stock plan. I could get my own IRA. I could buy my own benefits that are probably cheaper. And yeah. you know, retiring in 20 years, uh, yeah, a lot, of, a lot of real estate agents are able to pull that off if they're good at their jobs. So right. old. Um, I went through the licensing process in New Jersey. It takes you about about a month and a half mm-hmm. uh, to finish up your classwork, 75 hours on a staggered schedule, and you wait to clear the background. I didn't have any criminal offenses, so I went through background pretty quickly, uh, and I was licensed in January. By April, uh, I think I had closed two houses in quick succession to each other mm-hmm. while working a full-time job, uh, and at the time, I had gotten the most money I had ever seen in one sitting between those two checks. It actually outweighed pretty heftily the amount of money I had saved up to my life at that point being, being wow. in bars. So uh, the next day I got a phone call from one of the local police departments and uh, it's like, yeah, thank you, but no, thank you. 
Yeah. I'm going I'm to go do this over here. This I'm rolling with this one. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, Chris, then was EXP your first brokerage? Remax. Remax. Okay, Remax. so Remax. What, was your, what was your introduction to EXP and the thought process of moving over here? How did that go for you? Uh, we had done some discovery uh, with a couple other brands. We had contemplated switching uh, to another Remax brokerage from our previous. Uh, we had contemplated opening and buying into a Keller Williams. We looked at the financials and they didn't really make a lot of sense. And it looked like we were going to be behind the eight ball for quite some time. It was a, a lot more risk than any perceived reward for at least, I don't know, maybe five years. Yeah. Getting behind the ball on that was was a bit much. And I said, all right, we're, we're going to go ahead. And then we started you know, looking around and we saw some uh, very large names uh, in the real estate community switching over to EXP. And I had made note of that in my head. I think the two big ones that I saw make the move that kind of cemented it for me. Uh, I watched a guy by the name of uh, Jake Kinder and uh, Curtis Johnson. When they when they moved, that's when I said, "All right, the the brand it's got some wind in the sails." Because mm -hmm. to that point, I mean, brand notoriety is brand notoriety, but if you don't have the signs in your yards, you don't really see it. And it could be a passing fad, and boutique brokerages come and go. But once I saw a couple of really big names, well respected within the real estate community, make a brand switch, then we kind of started looking at what the financials were. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And getting to know the model a little more. Um, and so, you know, you, you did some research, you finally made that move. So now you've been over here at EXP, you're a top producer at EXP, top 2% over here. So what are some of your favorite benefits of EXP? Why do you stay here? Um, you know, we've got ref share, stock options, collaboration. So what keeps you around, Curtis? It's collaboration. Yeah, I'm not I'm not somebody who actively recruits for a downline. I recruit to attract agents to a team. Mm -hmm. uh, I like the model. Uh, the financial reward for the agents is a good it's a good attraction tool. In my opinion, when you're able to tell prospective agents and even not necessarily just the brand new ones, mm -hmm. um, even the ones that have been in for a year or two, making the brand switch will actually put more money in your pocket while providing you with more support, making your job easier. Mm -hmm. I mean, at that point, it's an easy sell. I mean, why wouldn't you want to make that move? And everybody, and don't get me wrong, I was a, I was a company guy with Remax. Mm -hmm. I flagged the whole nine. I went to all the, all the conventions and I was at all the meetings and all this other stuff. And I was, you know, Mr. Remax. I am here now too, though. I'm, I'm Mr. EXP. I, I love what the model gives us. I love the rev share. I, and again, I'm not even an active recruiter for a downline. I just build my own team. I, I have the autonomy to kind of come and go as I please. And as long as we're within compliance, we, we don't really hear too much, which is fine. Any, anything that we get outside is added bonus. It's, mm -hmm. it's value, it's, it's instruction, it's uh, you know, kind of tidbits that are giveaways and things like that. But you don't get the, uh, the, the, the I don't know, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? You don't get the broker call on you because they're in a bad mood. Just right. To be on your own and run your own business and need to be trusted agents to do that, which is a great mm -hmm. No, that's awesome. And uh, Curtis, you know, it, it's been a great uh, brokerage for you. It's the right fit for you. Um, so let's talk about, you know, your work life balance, how that looks when you're with EXP. You know, uh, yeah, don't smile. Don't laugh at that question, Mr. Realtor. Um, it's, it's tough. Um, 
you know, having a work-life balance in, in this industry, it can swallow you whole. So how do you draw the line between work and play? Where do you find time to recharge and take care of yourself and also your clients? So up, up until very recently, I was doing about 80 hours a week. And we are a first-year team here at EXP. Uh, when I left Remax, I was under a team. And I branched out and began recruiting. And that was one of the big impetuses for me making the switch. EXP was just a lot more friendly for a team structure, in my opinion. So I, I'd been burning the candle at both ends for quite some time. I have actually, well, you know, it, it is noticed that the more money I keep in my pocket, I can pick my days if I want to take a day off. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be 70 or 80 hours a week unless I want to. If, unless I'm working on a project that, you know, I'm passionate about or we're, we're implementing something new or a new process, that's great. And I have, like I said, I have it at my leisure. If there's mm-hmm where I want to roll something out, or if I want to revamp training, I can dedicate 80 hours a week to that, but it's my choice. Whereas, you know, with another brokerage, I'd be leaving more money on the table and I'd be forced to be doing a lot more prospecting throughout the day. I'd be forced to deal with clients I prefer not to deal with. I could kind of pick my spots a little bit better because yeah, I'm getting the lion's share of my check at this point. Yeah. So it's nice. And the work-life balance, um, I mean, Every, every successful agent, any successful business person, I think, struggles with it because mm-hmm. we're competitive people, I think, by nature, and we compete against ourselves. So I mean, it does get swallowed up on times, but I, I have noticed of late in the last month or two, I've taken more time off and taken better care of myself and actually grabbed hobbies. I don't think I've had a hobby in 10 years. That's you know? crazy. And it's it's awesome that you are uh, you know, able to have the chance here. And like you said, you know, there's multiple streams of income with EXP. There's uh, that, that team structure. Then of course the commission, but you've got the rev share and then you've got um, stock options, which is really cool and not offered by any other brokerage really. And um, Sorry. Based on our sales without even me looking at it, Uh uh, we we popped open the dashboard the other day for, uh, for our stocks. And me personally, I'm up over 10 grand a year. Wow. Doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. Doing absolutely just running my team as I normally would anywhere else. Like uh-huh. open an account, you know, go to go to your E-Trade account or whatever it was. And I was like, oh wow, I have I have like ten thousand three hundred dollars in here. And, okay, great. That's cool. awesome. Thank you. Thank thank <laughs> you. See you next time. No, that's really great, Curtis. And um, you know, just speaks levels about the opportunity that EXP has to offer because if you were at another brokerage, that would be money left on the table. So not for you. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, Curtis, you know, uh, at this high of production, you, you may do it all alone, but do you have any, um, like, assistants or operations manager, TCs? So we have one transaction coordinator. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm kind of, I guess, the COO, CEO, the whole line. I, I kind of do yeah. all the back-end stuff at this point in our career. We are actively looking to hire. Uh, mm-hmm. We're always recruiting for, for all sorts of stuff. But yeah, we do keep a TC. We have a courier. Uh, we have one ISA. And uh, with me currently, we're, we're at nine agents. Okay, awesome. So, you know, when it comes to like hiring out, right, what are some of those first uh, tasks that you wanted to get off your plate or you saw success um, getting off your plate so that you could scale up your business? Training is Training is, I mean, if you're a team leader and you're trying to build, training is definitely the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Having a set system there where um, the elementary stuff is taken care of more or less by a system. Yeah. 
you don't have to hold an agent's hand to show them how to how to uh, log into the CRM or the MLS or do a cursory search the first time. Yeah. I mean, you could spend very easily hundreds of hours training an agent. They could decide tomorrow, we don't like this job, and they could go in another direction. You're out a lot of time and effort, and that could be a lot of money out of your pocket. Uh, but yeah, I think if you know somebody's looking for a piece of advice and you want to scale quickly, get a training system set up. And if you could hire a trainer, that's one of the targets that we're going to be looking at next, getting a training department, an HR department, a compliance department. That's going to be our next step. Takes us out of the stuff, because real estate agents are terrible at HR. We suck yeah. We suck at paperwork. We're terrible at it. It's it's always a struggle. Yeah. Why not hire a pro? And I'll I'll go 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 back to things I'm good at selling. Absolutely. I'm good at selling houses. That's what I do. You got to spend money to make money, right? So it'll it'll take some stuff off your plate so you can focus on uh, more, you know, money generating. Um, so Curtis, you know, um, we've talked about you and EXP, but let's talk about the Icon Award because you're an Icon agent. So uh, in your market, what does your production look like? You know, what's the average housing price and uh, how many homes? Got it. Oh, there you go. Nice little icon. Two days ago, actually. Two weeks? Two days ago. Two days ago. See, some people are like, I haven't gotten my trophy yet. So I'm glad you got yours. Um, so what's, what's that market average market price look like for you in your area? And how many homes do you need to sell the cap? cap? Cap was easy. Um, I capped this year um, just with my pipeline. I was done in a little over three weeks. Oh, wow. I, I contributed my 16K. The average price in New Jersey right now is like a shade under 400. The areas that we work in, I would say entry levels around 450, give or take, but we spread our advertising around and, you know, we could find some higher things. I mean, we got a couple zip codes that we keep around the million dollar. Uh, and then we got a, a couple entry-level ones where, I mean, sad to say it right now, but the way the market is, entry-level first-time homeowner, you're spending 300 350 no problem. Right. I know. Yeah, uh, yeah trust me. <laughs> and things, it things have changed very quickly, yeah. Yes, they have. Um, well, Curtis, you know, um, as far as being an icon agent, it's more than just production. You also have your cultural commitment. So uh, you have to be a mentor, teacher coach that other icons lead panels be on a panel so what's your cultural commitment and why do you go with that so i'm going to be doing three uh in september awesome. I've, been, I've been given my assignment dates i have three panels to participate in um i'm going to look into mentorship as well i know exp gives you the option of either mentorship or, or paneling i want to do both yes that'd be great that's awesome yeah. um and it's, it's you know it says a lot about um, icons and EXP that the best of the best are the ones leading these panels and these uh, teaching courses, top 2% of the company, the ones that are showing that it's working via production, yeah. um, mentorship, coaching, you name it. So I think that is a huge contributor to the to the culture with EXP. And Curtis, uh, you know, we, we you showed us our, your trophy. You get um, your cap back in stock, the opportunity to go to EXPCon and shareholders. So what is your favorite part about being an icon, like what? What's your favorite benefit? Why do you keep iconing? I'm uh, I'm stoked about doing the XPCon. I did not get to do it last year. Um, we had just came in. Uh, obviously, the big money expenditure, switching brands, and having that lag in between two different brokerages. We were not able to make EXPCon last year. I'm I'm stoked about going to that. Uh, yeah, especially because uh, you're such a fan of the collaboration. That's going to be like a big old 
family reunion. I, I walk around and I shake hands all day long. And I introduce, I introduce myself to a, a doorknob. Doesn't matter to me. I'm going to walk around <laughs> the lobby and just shake hands and pat backs the whole nine. That's exactly what Absolutely. I Absolutely. That's awesome, Curtis. Um, so, you know, the opportunity to earn stock for going to EXPCon, that's also another perk. That's exciting. Yep. And Curtis, um, so this is your first year with EXP, right? Yes. And you icon. So uh, this will be a fun question for you. For somebody that uh, does have high production and they're, you know, just coming over to EXP or even a rookie who chose to join EXP because of the icon award, uh, what does iconing in their first year look like for them? What are some major mistakes to avoid or um, goals to set out daily to be able to hit such a high goal if it's even possible? Operate on the micro for the macro. Um, I cannot drum into my team's head time blocking and day-to-day -day management, knowing where you are every day, what you should be doing and following through on those commitments, especially, I mean, with social media now, it's basically a black hole of time. You could hop on TikTok for five minutes and then, wow, it's November. And yes. you look out, I mean, if you don't have a plan for how your day is going to run, it's not going to go the way you think it's going to go. And if you don't treat the business like a business, it's, it's not going to respond like one. So if you do want to hit icon and you, and you do want to kind of move your game, especially for the rooks or even the intermediates who are eyeing that big jump in production, I mean, to say it out loud, the, the dollar amounts for, for what it requires to do this stuff. I mean, we hit 38 million. You know, I, I remember not being able to pay bills. My <laughs> first right. a real estate agent. Yeah. You know, where where Amex had like a, a hit squad after me, and you know, I was I was worried about my car disappearing from my front driveway, like that that type of stuff. And then one day you look up, and you know, you you do an almost forty million dollars. I mean, our goal is to double it. We're we're eyeing eighty. That's right. awesome. I I think it all goes back to treating treating the job like a nine to five because it functions a lot better you can't just float through the day waiting for the phone to ring it doesn't work absolutely i mean as, as much as we would like for it to work and sure. uh, you know nobody can do business with you if you're a secret agent so right. you got to make sure that they know that about you yep. and curtis uh when exp was first introduced to you were you ever skeptical of it i was why? What was that thought process? The first person to pitch me on the brand was not the ideal brand representative. And that's mm -hmm. all that it was. Um, it was somebody at a bar uh, in while we were on vacation. Last thing I wanted to talk about. Never yeah. heard of the brand. The guy was had, had a couple of them. And just the presentation literally put me off long enough to not revisit it until we went on our discovery again. It was an absolute afterthought just by the first way that it was. So it's crucial. And I mean, that's why I take a lot of care when I do introduce my teammates, my team members, mm -hmm. I talk about our brand to take care of it. I never, I never mistreated the Remax brand and I would tell myself to a very high standard. And I expect the same out of, out of myself and out of my agents to do the same with the EXP brand. I, I actually take personal offense and every, every brand has, and if you're working in real estate for long enough, everybody has a preconceived notion about another brand and how it operates. We have one. I understand that. I do everything I can to show the opposite. Mm -hmm. Exhibit the expertise. I mean, I name I name my team the New Jersey real estate experts. Not because it sounded fancy. It's because I want to impress upon you. I'm the expert here, not you. Absolutely. No, that's awesome. That's, that's great branding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting that you had a bad... Um, first take, but you're not the first person that's told me that, you know, just a little, um, you know, they presented it the wrong way or for somebody that is, uh, you know, maybe 
right versus left brain. It wasn't um, introduced to them in a numbers model that they wanted to see, or it wasn't introduced to them in the work-life balance that they want to see. So um, just kind of different stuff like that. And Curtis, you know, to somebody watching right now, who's thinking, man, I see the greener grass at EXP. I want to make the move, but I'm scared. I don't know how to break up with my broker. I don't know this. How would you, you know, encourage them to, to take the risk and tell them it's worth it. There's, there's the so much money they're leaving on the table. Do the numbers, especially if you're under a, a very large brokerage with dramatic split, do the numbers, you know, identify what you're doing. I mean, and this goes back to, you know, time blocking, managing your day and knowing what your business is doing, know what your numbers are. That's it. If you know what your numbers are, it's easy to apple to apple it. And if there is a large enough gap, I mean, it's nice to like your broker. Uh -huh. Nice. That's great. I know some people that would step in front of moving traffic for their broker. Right. To each their own. But at the end of the day, the broker is a salesperson too. And they're selling something. They're selling that you stay with their brand. You stay with their office. You stay paying them. So I... I think just, uh, you know, we, we got a limited time on this planet. Why, why work longer than we have to? My entire practice is to get myself to retirement or at least get my, my business to the point where I could take back the quality of life that I want and, you know, just kind of relax. Now, you, you only get so much time to do this. That's right. all. That's it. Right. Very quick. And speaking of like, you know, jumping in front of buses for your brokers, why don't you just ask them for your cap back? An opportunity yeah. to earn your cap back and let me know how that conversation goes. Go negotiate it. And I, yep. I already know the objections. Well, the corporate model and the office, the corporate says, da, da, da. yeah, I know. I know exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. well, no, the, uh, absolutely. The comment I made about not being presented EXP properly the first time um, was actually better than the way that KW kind of presented when we were looking to do our discovery for mm -hmm. buying a brokerage, just the, the immense amount of money that we had to put forward to be able to purchase your own broker it, or your own brokerage. This we're out of business before we even start. And it, I, we, 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 like, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. Right. So. Yeah. So just look at the numbers, reach out, you know, ask, ask the source, interview an EXP agent. I highly recommend talking to an icon agent, the people that have gotten to really know the company. They're yeah. the heartbeat of the company. They, they're the ones that contribute to the 20 hours of teaching a week. They're the ones that are the top 2% of the company. They have to not only hit production, but they have to be, you know, a cultural staple with EXP. So this is a great place to start in your research for EXP and that move. So reach out to Curtis if you guys have questions, if you feel like you're on the same mindset. And even if you're not with EXP yet, even if you are with EXP, even if you're not even licensed in real estate yet, ask your questions. Everybody here is excited to field them for you. Yeah. And Curtis, I know you're going to be at EXP Con. I am. And, um, is there anything that you want to leave the listeners with today as we as we wrap it up? Look, look for me uh, in the lobby. That's where I do my best work. At EXP Con? Or just anywhere. Look for me in the lobby at EXPCon. Yep, I'll, awesome. I'll be out there shaking hands, like I said, patting backs, talking to the doorknob. Curtis, I will, I'm going to make it a mission to hunt you down and catch up and see um, what all has changed from August to October. And I'm looking forward to that. And um, just in case anybody wanted to know, this is Curtis's first podcast. Couldn't even tell. He killed it. That was a great <laughs> conversation. Um, I really enjoyed having you, Curtis. And uh, I look Pleasure forward to catching you on some panels or at least catching up with you in Vegas. So thank you so much for your time. Thanks for having me. Bye. Bye.
This Icon Podcast is hosted and sponsored by Sphere Rocket Virtual Assistants, a leading provider for your virtual assistants and outsourcing needs. Owned by one of the top-ranking EXP agents, Justin Nelson. Sphere Rocket VA provides a one-stop virtual staffing solution for business owners, and we specialize in helping business owners grow their business by leveraging through virtual assistants. Trusted by the top names in the real estate industry like Kyle Whistle, Andrew Franklin, John Kitchens, and many more. Get ready to up your success and we'll help you achieve your business goals. Book your free consultation at SpearRocketVA.com and find out how we can make your life easier.